two years ago, the Jays traded for this guy from Houston whose name is Derek Fisher. And they were like so excited about how like, oh, he's a five tool player, which means he, he can hit, he can run, he can field, he can steal bases. And there's another tool that I forget what it is. They were like touting all of these skills. And then he was just like so bad at everything. And he got like hit in the face by two routine fly balls in the same game. And then they like got rid of him like this off season. Adama Traore kind of reminds me. It's like a fly ball. So when a baseball player like swings the bat and hits the ball with the bat and the ball goes into the air, that's called a fly ball. Well, what's a normal throw then? What do you mean? When you throw the when that idiot the the pitcher thing throws it to the hit the hitter, what's that called? Oh, a pitch? that's a pitch. A pitch. That's a, pitch. Yeah. a fly ball is like you're trying you to catch it. it from the hitter. So essentially, yeah. the ball's in the air, and he has to put his hand up to catch it. Yeah. But instead, oh. he let it hit him in the face instead of putting <laughs> his hand in front of a ball. Exactly. <laughs> and he's got so, the glove on as well. So and Adama, he's got the glove on as well. And he's got the glove on. If that that's happens. the Adama Traore baseball. Then all right, I see your yeah. point. Adama Traore is like a one tools football player in that he can run fast and that's basically yeah. it. Yeah. And that was the same with Derek Fisher. Like Derek Fisher could like kind of hit kind of field kind of steal bases, but like he could run fast. He could get places fast. But once he got to those places, it was like, what do I do? Open wide for some soccer. So that's kind of like what he reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but Sinead, yeah, Traore though. I expect, you know what? Sinead and Traore both came for Barcelona. It just shows you yeah. the decline of Barca, right? But Sinead's, I can't even think. Two yard, everyone, Cody, um, Seist, and Donker, they all pushed up. And this idiot's playing fucking Walker and Sterling on. And I'm, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what are you doing? Like, the, don't, buy, don't buy a defender from Barcelona, right? Welcome to another episode of Soccer Group Chat. Nick, Hope, Adrian with you. We also have, for the first time since he's coming off the eight-week suspension, uh, Nick Gill is back. And boys, a big week (laughs) in the world of football, but a big week off the field. And we were just talking about Barcelona. We were talking about Traore and Semedo, both Barca guys coming from that uh, corrupt football factory. Uh, So (laughs) their president, Joseph Maria Bartomeu, uh, involved in some... Uh, some stuff off the field, a bit of a scandal with him. We also have uh, Christian Pulisic uh, liking some uh, very, let's call them controversial Instagram posts. Uh, we have Zlatan going after LeBron for some reason. And there was something else I'm forgetting. Oh, they want the refs to be mic'd up. Uh, so I thought today, you know, I'll just name off a whole bunch of stuff and uh, we could just talk about it because there was so much that I don't even know where to start. Bartomo. <laughs> Joseph Bartomo. Yeah, Nick, give us your you're hyped about this topic. Nick, Gil, give us let us know what you're thinking about this Josep Bartomeo getting arrested over the weekend for sabotaging his own team. <laughs> yes. That's uh I think uh, the everyone in football is uh, applauding this decision because they are the most hated club in the world. Barcelona? And, uh, oh, everyone hates them. I don't think arrogant. everyone hates Barcelona. <laughs> I, well, I, I despise them. I hate them more than anyone. I really do. It's uh, it's not the the main reason is the way they went after Coutinho. I'll never forgive them. They the that Bartomeu guy is the main reason. What they did is while well, Coutinho was still under contract, these guys publicly said, "Oh yeah, we're going to sign him. We're going to sign him." No one does that apart from Barcelona. They tap up players like like they do with everyone. And it's just the arrogance of this guy, the way he carries himself, the way he talks to the media about other players under contracts and everything. And uh, it was so funny about because when you saw this, uh, I think it was a couple month, months ago, uh, one of the Spanish uh, media outlets said uh, he hired a PR firm or, to, <laughs> or a media company to attack his own Barca, Barcelona players on social media. This guy literally paid a third-party company <laughs> to talk shit about PK, Messi, and everyone. And uh, when they when they asked him about it, he denied it. But the Spanish police say otherwise, as of yesterday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he got arrested. And I th- I think he was in custody this morning. They got released on bail. Yeah, he was just released like four or five hours ago, or something like that. Yeah. I I honestly think Bartomeu has been sent by Real Madrid. 
to <laughs> just uh, ruin the whole Barca operation. This Sabotage guy, from no, the inside. I, I think it's just it's just incredible because when he took over, he had Neymar, Messi, and Suarez all in their prime. Within three years, Neymar has gone, Suarez has gone, and Messi wanted out last season. One of the greatest trios in footballing history. Right, they all of it, and now he that has been broken up because of mainly because of Bartomeu. Neymar won. He he was responsible. He uh, it was a contract dispute. Suarez he kicked him out the door. He kicked him out the door. He said, "Yeah, you're not welcome here." He he sided with Coleman on that one, and with Messi, he got into a public spat with uh, Messi about that whole trigger of uh, I can terminate my contract. But it's not just that. Off the it's not just what he does. His footballing decisions are absolutely horrendous. This guy paid 140 million for Coutinho. He's the reason why Liverpool won the Champions League in the Premier League. We bought Van Dijk and Allison. No one in their right mind would even pay 70 million for Coutinho. This guy pays double. Frankie De Jong, what was it? 75 million for De Jong? Jesus Christ. He's, uh, Griezmann, well, 120 million pounds for Griezmann. Uh, Usman Dembele, how much did Dembele cost? What was it? 110 plus add ons? It's just—it's just ridiculous. His his uh, his buys—they've been terrible, all of them. That's a long lay. What was how much did long lay cost? Like forty million. Oh, <laughs> yeah, center back in the world. These like yeah. Spanish clubs where you elect the, like I really like that Barcelona is a team that's still owned by the fans and like the fans get to vote. That's like a really unique thing for such a giant of a club. Um, but then you have these guys who are coming in and. You know they're promising things to get votes, and then maybe that's part of what leads to these, these like huge crazy signings. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I'm talking a little bit out of my ass because I don't know that much about Barcelona. Uh, but to get into some of the specifics of what he did, like, so yeah, he he paid a company allegedly to like trash former players, former managers, and they reportedly overpaid. For the services, it's like a million euros. <laughs> a million euros since yeah. 2017. Yeah, this is—it's so, not like just this past year. So 800 talk, million talk on the keyboard, basically. Of of their 800 million euro debt, at least one of those is uh, really petty. And then also they did it in like 200,000 euro installments. So so that way it would never trigger the internal like alarm thing where they have to investigate it. So one of the charges I think is money laundering because <laughs> that's what money launderers do. They it take is, it out it so or put it in so that it's not like triggering the, the like fraud sensors at banks or whatever. And I guess he's doing the opposite, taking money out in these like acceptable amounts. It's unbelievable I mean, to me that a, a club with such history and such a sparkling worldwide image you know, such a big brand. I mean, I guess I shouldn't really be shocked because it seems like every big club, every big brand uh, in the world these days is, you know, fraught in some sort of controversy, but like a team so shrouded in history and, and kind of this holy grail of, of football is so run by these crooks and these people who are trying to do these smear campaigns. Like it seems kind of ridiculous to me anyway. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Not good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there's another there's another transfer that's even worse. Pjanic, them getting a 34-year-old Pjanic. Oh my god, for Arthur. And, and sending 15 million as well to Juventus and, and giving that Arthur guy. I don't even rate that Brazilian guy. You know, he's also 11 years younger. And uh, I guess uh, he fits that Barca style, that tiki taka bullshit. He suits him, right? And he sent and and I I saw Pjanic. I'm like, what the hell? I saw him uh, against PSG. I couldn't believe it. He came off the bench. I was like, oh my God, that guy's there. It's just, it's just all these transfers. They're crazy. They're absolutely crazy. The best player is a 17 year old kid, Ansu Fadi. Yeah, if that, he's unreal. His, he's incredible. If that agent, his agent, should say, let's get out of here. Get out of this burning building over here. Because my God, when Messi, when Messi leaves, that's it. It's over. Not only on the pitch, all the sponsorships, the revenue, like, that's it. They're done. They're going to be like Man United 2.0. <laughs> yeah i mean and i can't wait i can't wait for hard to imagine them like doing the same thing as man united like not being able to recover for a long time not winning any titles except the difference being i'm a little sad about that because I, I don't know i'm i don't think yeah. barca is one of the most hated teams i think like no, i said like, it's i know look how sad you are right now in your face what are you a fucking uh, pk what? fan <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you you should be fucking jumping on the uh, fucking uh talk shit about him 
they're a bunch of arrogant pricks, right? Hey, it's like no one who let in, you know, goals from Shola Amiobi can be can be that arrogant in the future. So like that's the issue at hand with the Barcelona thing, isn't it? It's just like you're probably right. Like they're probably not that hated, but like, like I can't fucking stand Barcelona. Just like they're Thank so, they, they are so, well, one, they're so rich. They're so full of themselves. And it's just Thank nice you. to be, see them like get taken down just a little bit. Like there's something wrong with them there because they always had this holier than thou attitude. We're going to put free the children or what was it? UNICEF, UNICEF on our yeah. shirts because we are, we are the club and we have like, we have Ronaldinho and he helps kids in Brazil. And, and, and then they go into a champions league tie with Chelsea and it's fucking rigged. And oh, they're, and they're oh. playing around like, like the world is falling down on them. But it's, I don't know. It's nice to see that they're, they're breaking a little bit inside. It's, it is not, like it cannot humanly be something that's just been happening since 2017, right? If he's being charged for money laundering, like these, these are actions have probably been carrying on further than we even know. And like the best part is that it's absolutely ridiculous. The chairman hired someone to watch Twitter to make fun of Messi and his wife to do what? To make himself look better? Like this is high school pettiness. Seriously. With billions of dollars behind it. How hard is it to be a president of Barcelona while Leo Messi's still in his prime for the last four, five, six years? Right. How hard is it? Right. I, yeah. we, could, we can probably close it at that. Like He is going to be the reason why Messi leaves Barcelona. Oh, he already tried. He got a big fight with him, didn't he? Yeah. He said, I want it out last summer. He, yeah, and, he, and they're just holding Messi hostage at this point. <laughs> well, he, he, he can trigger his uh, exit con- uh, clause in his contract in the summer, can he? So he's, yeah. he's out. I highly doubt he stays. And uh, Ronald Koeman as well, right? You saw that saying. He tried to turn Everton into Barcelona, but it looks like he's turned Barcelona into Everton. <laughs> Are you <laughs> saying that it was Barcelona that beat Everton 2-0 last week? <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, you know what? I might want to watch that UEFA Lona versus Chelsea. Those, oh, those God. Penalties. Hey, you oh, know what? Yeah. I've watched it too many times. That's the problem for me. <laughs> you know what's crazy? That one wasn't even the worst one. It was that Van Persie red card one for kicking the ball away. I've never mm. seen that in the history. You book a guy for kicking the ball away in front of 90,000. How the hell can he hear? Is, is, every year there's something. That's why we don't call him UEFA loner for nothing, right? So, so isn't that an interesting thing? Like, There seems to be no consistency with refereeing, especially today uh, with VAR and... Chris Sutton came out over the weekend saying that referee should be mic'd up. And maybe in England, that's a little bit interesting to us and who are fans of Western sports. That's not weird at all. Referees have to explain themselves to the crowd, to the TV. Um, so I was wondering what you guys think of think of that. Like, should referees be mic'd up? Do they need to be held accountable? Should we have VAR on the referees as well? It's, it's not even that unusual, like in England, because I, I think they do that in, in rugby league. So... It, it is something that's present there. Yeah. And like, what are they afraid of this hearing kind of thing? Like, I think transparency can only help. I, I guess maybe they're the thing about soccer is I think more than maybe a lot of sports, it's fairly subjective. You know, there's so much about the difference between a yellow card and a red card is intent. Mm-hmm. The difference between you being onside or offside can be the intent of the defender to play the ball, which sometimes like you saw, like, for Giroud's goal against Atletico from certain angles is, is pretty clear. Um, but from other angles, it's not. And they only show the clear angle at the end of the decision. So yeah, I, th- I think they can, they can definitely communicate their decision-making better and miking referees is one possible way. I, I have some more thoughts, but uh, maybe Nick, you can share yours first. No, I, I was, going to agree with you hundred percent. Like I think, I think in sports and like hope I made the point of following Western sports. And I mean, in every sport, it's the same, right? Like the, every other position around the sport, around the game is accountable, right? Coaches get fired. Managers get fired. Players get released. They get traded, but it seems like no matter what the refs do, they're, they're fine. They, there's never any consequences uh, and their decisions impact the game so much, whether they want to or not. And I know the NBA has a thing where 
they have the last two minutes report where the refs have to comment on their decisions and say if something is right or say if something if they made if they blew a call basically they have to admit it uh, which is great but they're also mic'd up right so when they make a decision uh, they stand in front of the camera and they say what it is in the NHL when a ref calls a penalty they say what it is in football they always say what the penalty is that way so we know what's going on with VAR it's not it's so not transparent and it's getting to the point where I have absolutely no idea which way a call is going to go. And I think 100% if if the ref is forced to stand at midfield and speak to a camera and explain exactly what he was say- saying or thinking, uh, then I feel like it would go a long way into making you know, the calls make a little bit more sense. And it would go a long way into making VAR a little bit more you know, understandable. Because right now it's just, you know, a guy running to look at a monitor sometimes and then like pointing at his ear and then making a call that none of us understand. Yeah, and the, it's it's honestly it's ruining it's it's ruining a lot of enjoyment in the sport. The issue, though, is like it already takes so long. So if they were to announce their decision like that, like that's another weird ritual that you have to go through. Uh, I mean, I guess it's only like 20 something seconds or whatever. But at the same time, you know, that's the main of opposition or or one of the main oppositions to VAR in the first place is that it'll ruin the flow of the game. And yeah, we're seeing that. Uh, I think the other thing is you mentioned that refs don't really have consequences and and we definitely don't see the official consequences, but I think it's like inarguable that it's, it's pretty tough being a ref. I mean, you're going to get like death threats. Uh, You are not praised for good calls, but you are only lambasted for bad calls. You know what I mean? And in some ways, VAR is hard because now there's like this extra expectation expectation of objectivity that can be like checked in the game. So if you make a call that people perceive as wrong, it's it's doubly bad. Whereas before, you know, you can say like, oh, well, he didn't see that aspect of it in the moment. Um, so, I mean, it does in that way, maybe make their job even a little harder. They also question their instincts, maybe. Yeah, uh, so 100%. there's a few factors. I think the reason why this was talked about so much over the weekend was because of the Chelsea Manchester United game. Do you guys, did you guys watch the opening of that game? At least the first 15 minutes. I saw the the Hudson Odoi, right? Yeah. So the, it's, it's, I think it was born out of the Hudson Odoi thing. So, you know, balls batted away by Mendy. It's, it's a 50, 50 ball and Greenwood and Hudson Odoi are jockeying for the ball. Ball comes down, hits Hudson Odoi on the hand. And, And like, uh, you understand in the past that's been given a clear penalty, but it was not given a penalty because I think the referee at the time couldn't decide whether like they're both, they're both jockeying for a position. Hudson Adoy's hand comes in contact with the ball because Greenwood's arm comes, comes into contact with Hudson Adoy's hand. And the issue with the microphone thing at the time or post-match is actually because Luke Shaw came out and said yeah. that the referee said to him that Oh, I'm not going to give the penalty because people will be essentially on my ass, which is, which is, I don't believe at all because one, I don't believe the referee ever justifies himself to the players on the pitch. Uh, well, I mean, maybe not ever, but like in that fashion, like, no, it's like a referee goes out and tells a player, I'm worried about what's going to happen to me if I give this call. So I'm not going to give this call. Like, I, I think Shaw's just putting words in the referee's mouth because the referee's not going to come out and speak about it. Um, and yeah, so now now people are just talking about wanting more oversight over you know the referee's actions, not even in front of the monitor. It's just silly. And then Solskjaer, uh, I don't know that Hobbit talking about Chelsea's website affected the referees. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure no one. I love Chelsea. I'm pretty sure no one goes onto a website anymore and looks for Chelsea.com to look up the schedule. It's all on Google at now anyway. So I don't know. What do you think about that, Nick Gill? You got a minute? <laughs> hey, that was that was a funny one about Oli. I've never heard about that one before. A manager blaming a website or a social media. And I'm like, mate, of all teams, you're bitching about not getting a penalty? Really? You're you by the way, Fatty Fox Shaw needs to be banned for three games because he blatantly either lied. Or, or did he backtrack? Did he backtrack then, right? Yeah, probably did. But he still said it. I thought he said that the ref told H, who I assumed was Harry Maguire. That's what yeah, I assumed when I heard it. 
So I think he was like implicating his teammate in this too. I don't know. It's a whole weird thing, but I, yeah. I, that's just well, I there needs to be some bans here for uh, Shaw and the fridge. All right. Because he's trying to incriminate an FA employee, technically a ref. You know how sensitive they get when you talk shit about a ref, Ash Nuno, you got to find 25 K. All right. So I, I want to see a three game ban. Actually, I'll take that back. I want Shaw to play because if he doesn't play, then, uh, you know, or if he does play, can use this anyway right and like but, you um, said nick it is it is so rich coming from manchester united who like oh i'm sorry you didn't get a penalty like i remember harry Maguire just going randy orton on cesar espelicueta in the box <laughs> last picture and us not getting a penalty i saw harry Maguire oh, oh. assault mishi Bachuai with his studs and kick him in oh. the testicles and not even get a yellow card and i saw him elbow jamal lascelles in the head just last week and newcastle didn't get a penalty like it is so rich coming from them yeah incredible that's uh but and uh, let's talk about uh, F- uh fernandez as well the fraudster so yeah, apparently there's a stat that allison and ederson have more goals and assists against the big four than bruno fernandez work that one out allison's got an assist against man united last season and ederson did one against uh, tottenham right so they both got assists against the big six. I mean, didn't Al- didn't Allison no get like a uh, he he threw in a long pass and yeah, oh man, no, it didn't count because Christensen took down Mane and then Christensen got a red card. But yeah, oh, no, no that's... But, um, Allison did against uh, United last season. Yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but but it, they they talk about Bruno Fernandez like he's the next big thing. How, where is this guy in the big games? And uh, maybe because they don't get penalties, he's so ineffective. Uh, yeah, just throwing that one out there. Hey, listen, against Burnley and West Brom and Hull City and Stokes, this guy's your man, all right? From 12 yards out, he's probably the greatest thing we've ever seen, all right? He's he's so special from 12 yards out. But from 18, 25 yards out, or uh, he's not influential at all. He's a fraud, all right? It's just the way Man United fans, they fucking rate this guy. Like, he's uh, he's, he's so special. Ten years ago... He wouldn't even be he wouldn't even be the same sentence as Fabregas, Lampard, Gerard, uh, even Paul Scholes, Carrick. It's just the midfielders now are so shit that that his name is brought up because he's a stat pattern. If 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 no one if a casual watches soccer right and they see oh shit Bruno Fernandez has got twenty nine goals and seven assists in the whole calendar year they must think he's special. No, three quarters of them are from fucking twelve yards out. He really isn't that special. All right, but. Okay, but for Fernandez, you got to think like, like is he better than Pogba? He's had a bigger effect on the team. Well, this Pogba is inefficient because he wants out. He's not. He's half-assing his performances. You can tell he doesn't give a shit. I don't his, think we. I don't think we're allowed to compare. I don't think we should compare people to Pogba because Pogba's really done dick all in the last five years, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, highly rated. Well, I mean, he didn't even play last game. Right, but we don't have to. We don't have to compare him to Paul Pogba to say that like. Bruno Fernandez has been a big factor in, in Man United's turnaround. Well, it's because Marcia and Rashford are in a fucking competition with fucking in diving that it's like this. They put this, this motherfucker gets it on a platter from 12 yards out. It's, it's just ridiculous. Fucking look at the, uh, the Newcastle game. Fucking, or fucking Martial dives or Rashford. I couldn't believe it. I was like, it's just, they, they do it so often now. You're not even surprised when they get a penalty. It happens so often. It's uh, if, if Bruno wasn't in the VAR era, he'd be a fucking Real Batiste in Spain. All right, that's where he would be. He wouldn't even be part of Sevilla or Vera. He wouldn't even be part of those teams. One of those mid-table to lower-tier table. That, that's a that's where he'd be. He's a phenomenal in what he's doing, but I don't like when people. When they have a, they, some kind of status and they go in and they do politics at the same time what they're doing. I mean, do what you're good at. Do the category you do. I play football because I'm the best in playing football. I don't do politics. If I would be a political politician, I would do politics. That is the big first mistake people do when they become famous and they come in a certain st- uh, status. Stay out of it. Just do what you're best at because it doesn't look good. So that was Latan Ibrahimovic going off on LeBron James about uh, LeBron speaking out about issues that aren't related to the sport that he plays. And uh, I'm a, I'm of a certain mindset on this on this issue. 
Not sure if it's an issue. Not sure why Zlatan, of all people, is even saying anything. Uh, but I was just wondering kind of what your guys' thoughts were on Zlatan's comments uh, towards LeBron and that whole uh, stick to sports debate, which I thought was put to rest, but apparently isn't. Shut up and dribble. I think it's just weird. Like it's one, the timing of it is odd. Um, also, like Zlatan Ibrahimovic has done a fair amount for <laughs> like uh, for like human human famine. I think he was uh, like he was partnered with them during the Euros or whatever when he did had those like fake tattoos for the people like names of people suffering from famine or hunger. Um, it's just weird that he like. He's not an evil person. And then he decides to go after like LeBron James. Did LeBron James like did he like shortchange him on a property that he used to own in Los Angeles or something? Like, why are you going after LeBron James? Like Zlatan, like like you're like he's awesome. He's a great character. Zlatan is not Ronaldo. He is not Messi. He's not LeBron. Like, you are not in that class <laughs> of, of of like people. And then he comes out and tells like people a person who's like in the movement for racial equality that you shouldn't be in the movement for racial equality vocally because you only do sports so like what's your place to tell someone that if you're just in sports i don't know exactly it was it's kind of ridiculous to me and like i mean for zlatan to go after someone like lebron james who you know is one of the most is one of the athletes that does the most for you know, uh, underprivileged people and, and does, like LeBron opened a school and for, for underprivileged kids in, in the community that he's from. And I mean, it's kind of ridiculous for Zlatan who, yeah, like what Hope I said, bless him. And, you know, he's a character, uh, all this, the stuff that he says, uh, his antics and everything. But I mean, to go off like that, uh, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, right? It just kind of seems like he's kind of coming out of left field just to say something to stir the pot. And it's like, Man, like, come on! Like, I think he just needs to trend are. on Twitter once a month. I think that's really all it is. Exactly. Like, he can go at LeBron James because he knows going at LeBron James won't have any effect, but then his name will still be there. Exactly. He hasn't played for Milan in a couple games, has he? <laughs> they have Manzukic <laughs> leading the line right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny too. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but he said something like, "When these guys become famous," and it's like. LeBron didn't just become famous. <laughs> He's been pretty famous for yeah. like over like, a decade. It's like he this is his 18th NBA season and he was famous before he even was in the NBA. So this man, LeBron James, was offered 40 million dollars by Adidas at 17 years old. And you know what he told Adidas? Fuck no. Holy and shit. then a week lead a week later Nike heard that and offered him 200 million dollars coming out of high school. That's why he didn't go to college. Not because he couldn't go to college, but because he was paid. Yeah. Oh, LeBron it's James insane. isn't educated enough to, to talk about these issues. I'm like, oh, like I didn't know there was a standard to care seriously. about humanity. Yeah, I didn't realize you had to be educated to, you know, help people and to serve communities that, that you know, built you up that are still kind of, you know, left in the dust. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of ridiculous, right? And I mean, yeah. for, Zlatan, for Zlatan, who's rich in his own right, and uh, to you know speak on things like that, it's just kind of like, you know, and and doesn't he didn't he like buy his or his rival's team or something like Hammerby? Yeah, he's an owner of like his boyhood club's rival, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, and they burned his statue down. They, they <laughs> took it down. That's, uh, Relocated, and yeah. And, like, uh, Nick Gill, you before we before we were recording earlier today, you made a really good point that made me laugh. So I was wondering if you could uh, share that some LeBron James Latan stats coming from Nick Gill's book of stats here. Well, the key stat, Nick, is LeBron James has got one more Champions League medal than Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and he doesn't even fucking play the sport. But the thing I got a problem with Ibrahim, first of all, you lost the Milan Derby. That's not, I, I think he's trying to say this shit to get out of that shitty performance against Inter that uh, I guess people use. And that's, uh, that's one thing. But also, it's, uh, I, I don't understand what he's trying to say because apparently Ibrahim said one of his biggest idols was Muhammad Ali. 
for his uh, uh, social activism as well. So I, he's kind of, you know, being a bit hypocritical here. I don't understand what, what he's trying to say here. He's an idol of one guy, and this other guy is trying to promote social justice and all this. But yeah, Ibra is an idiot, all right? Most overrated I've ever seen. By the way, here's another stat. If PSG won the Champions League last season, if they won, that would have been the third club that Ibra left and the club would have went on to win the Champions League without him. <laughs> all right? So, you know, when uh, when Inter dumped his ass in 2008 for that trade with Eto and Sam and 60 million, by the way, one of the worst trades in history, Inter won the treble. Then he went to Barca. They pep canned his ass. They went on to win. And if, if PSG went on to win, that just shows you it's actually Zlatan's kind of the problem. It's kind of hindering the team. If you want to start a beef with LeBron James, you know, start, have some work in either World Cups, Euros or Champions League medals. You exactly. know, on your, on your resume. It's a losing battle. By the way, quick question. Who would win in a fight? Is Latan with that Taekwondo or LeBron with that just six foot seven, two sixty? I'm just curious what you guys think. LeBron damn, James. You forget, you forget how big basketball players are. LeBron James. LeBron <laughs> James. Normal next to each other. And then <laughs> I, have, I have never forgotten how large basketball players are. They are massive. And I think LeBron James has a tougher gang of friends hanging out with him that if Zlatan tried to jump him, I think Zlatan would be outnumbered. So who would, so LeBron obviously brings AD to the fight as a tag team partner. Who does Zlatan bring? Emil Forsberg? <laughs> the man has no friends. Yeah, seriously. Like who, who is his best buddy on those, uh, in those inter days, like Mourinho? I don't know. I don't, I don't, know. know, he, I don't know if they're friends, but you should call up Gattuso. Cause if you oh, can't have big, you gotta have crazy, right? What's <laughs> a it too, that'll be a good one. By the way, another thing about Ibrahimovic, he they never made the uh, World Cup in 2010, Sweden. They never made the World Cup in 2014. He retires from Sweden, and guess what happened with Sweden? They qualified for the World Cup in 2018. Then the nerve of this guy says, "You know what? I'm unretiring to be part of the Swedish team." You yeah. know what the Swedish coach said? "F you, stay, stay <laughs> retired. I'm not bringing you." Yeah. That's another thing about Ibrahimovic. He's so cocky. And listen, he won a few in farmer titles in France. He won it with Holland. He won one with Barca, but he never played. And he won it out from the from when when they put Messi up front. And he won two with Juventus in two thousand and five and six. But that got stripped because of that scandal. The yeah. Juventus went down. I think AC Milan those uh, problems with them too. They had points deduction. So he won three Serie A titles in 07, 08, 09. That's it. And he, the only reason why Inter won because their, their biggest rival was Roma. He, he talks a big game. But, you know, let's say, what if you won a uh, French player of the year, like in, in, in Liga, you know, no one gives a shit. Don't act like you're Ronaldo or Messi. I don't want to hear any of that shit. Yeah, I think the best way to put it is uh, if Zlatan wants to go after the boss, you can't be just a player. Rest in peace, uh, Glenn Roder as well, eh? We should also mention that news came today on March the 3rd that Ian St. John has passed away. He was a legendary forward for Scotland and for Liverpool. He played over 400 games at Anfield. And Bill Shankly said that he was the turning point for them getting their first ever FA Cup victory. Uh, I remember him from a story that my dad told me. He said that there was a, a church nearby to Anfield and they had a sign outside that said, what will you do when Jesus comes? And some Liverpool fans graffitied underneath that message, move St. John to right wing, which I always thought was great. And he's got that legendary status at Liverpool and rightly so. Um, one of the, the key players of the Shankly era. Uh, sadly, a few days prior to that, we learned of the passing of Glenn Roder, who was quite a bit younger. He was only 65 and he had had, had uh, long-term health problems for a while. Uh, including his time as Newcastle manager, where they needed to get special permission for him to manage during the European competition. He's the one behind that that famous Intertoto Cup that me and a lot of other Newcastle fans are a little snarky about. Uh, but in truth, it's, it's good memories in terms of playing in Europe, at least. And I remember that that round of 16 defeat to AZ Alkmaar very clearly. It's, it's one of my earlier big memories of, of soccer and of, of streaming Newcastle games on the computer. It's kind of
kind of an era where I felt like I was coming into Newcastle and, and being a fan of soccer in my own right, really learning more about the game and instead of just um, through family where I kind of inherited the fandom. Uh, so I have a lot of fondness for Glenn Roder, and it's nice to see that all the comments from people who met him during the game, people who worked with him as, as players or as other coaches, really felt that he was a great character, a really decent person, uh, kind of cutting sense of humor that you wouldn't expect, and uh, kind of grateful for the contributions of both these people and, and sad about the loss. Let's get into our random predictions. Uh, we'll just start with last week uh, because Nick Gill is back and he's back yeah. in a big way. He made some waves two weeks ago. Hope put 10 up on the board. Nick came close to 10 with nine last week. And now we got Nick Gill hitting 12. What? Yeah. <laughs> you got two perfect results. I think both really? the two of your prem results were perfect and uh, six other correct results. So only Wait, what, only two no. incorrect predictions. So crushed it. Wow. Um, which brings you up to 28, which had Hope and I not predicted this week, you would have been ahead of us with like oh. two weeks in hand. So Jesus. Very impressive. Uh Nick Lasako is still up in front with 41. Uh we're killing it. behind by five points on 36. Uh Addy's still strong at 35 and Richard had an uncharacteristically bad week. He scored four uh, points in literally every single time. Uh, this time he only got two. So pretty, he did predict that West Ham would beat City 3 1. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he didn't ask me to change it. So, there yeah. we go. Uh, so, we're going to get into this week. Uh, we like to have a theme every week. I feel like with having Conlon on twice in a row, and then having Nick on today, having Hope on all the time. We're getting away from the small clubs, the stuff we said we were going to talk about. Uh, so I picked a bunch of small clubs that have the names of big clubs. Uh, that's our theme for this week. Oh, my God. Um, so we're going to start with this. Chelsea. Barracom oh. Chelsea of Ghana. And they're playing Medima. So Hope, what do you think? You're the Chelsea fan. I mean, you know, Barracom Chelsea, I have to assume uh, it's it's just Chelsea's breeding ground for fantastic Ghanaian footballers like Michael Essien, uh, Christian Atsu, uh, Baba Rahman, all Chelsea legends, at least one of those three. Um, so obviously Chelsea is going to win 2-1, uh, 2-0, 2-1, 2-0, 2-0. Uh, they were formed in 2004. So. I think that's exactly the year Michael Essien's knee blew out. Uh, and sorry, what what was that scoreline again? 2-0. 2-0, okay. I'll go with 3-1. 3-1 for Nick Gill. We're just going to go straight down the order here. So, uh, Nick Lasaka, what do you think? I'm going to go with, since it's a game involving a big club, it's going to be a nil-nil. Uh, I'm going to put this at Medima. I think they're going to win 2-1. Arsenal is also playing this weekend. Arsenal de Sarandi playing Estudiantes in Argentina. Ope, you mentioned that Arsenal beat Chelsea over the bre winter break. Do you think uh, the Argentinian version is equally potent? I think Arsenal of Argentina are equally as potent as EPL's Arsenal. Uh, so they're going to get one point from this game in a 1-1 draw. Uh, so I'm going to go with 2-1 uh, for the other team. That's not named Arsenal. And we're going to see the South American Arsenal fan TV show up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's on the table for them. They've got to have one. Uh, Imagine all the people think? on Arsenal fan TV uh, that like Arsenal fan TV. You know how much, you know how much traffic will come their way? It's, it's it's on a plate. It's on a platter for these guys. Fuck maybe, it all, we, maybe we need to pivot. I. It's on a river plate for this Argentinian team. <laughs> I need a South American Robbie. That's all they need. I can't top any of these comments, so I'm just going to go with Estudiantes. 3-1. Uh, this is Argentina, so you should have said that with a German accent. 
I think that Estudiantes will racing club to victory 2-0. <laughs> Just saying these two, to, you know, get it, Hope. Uh, okay, this, this... Oh, thank you. So so this what, next one... Do one with Flamengo. Go on, let's see how good you are. It's a drama. Let's see how good you are. Okay, let me. I'll work it in somewhere. That's my that's my project for this. I'll work in Flamengo somewhere. Okay, this one's gonna stir up some feelings because it's a derby match. Maybe the fiercest derby in Australia. We've got Melbourne Victory versus Melbourne City. Melbourne City named after their ownership group, the City Football Group, owners of Man City. Oh God. Yeah. So we got some citizens here. Will victory live up to their name in this one, Hope? Absolutely not. They'll lose one now. Three uh, one to the Arabs. I am also going to give the edge to the Gulf Coast, uh, uh, the Gulf Coast Club. Uh, it's going to be two one for Melbourne City. I just feel like being contrarian here. I think uh, I think victory have this stuff. It's in their name. Yeah, they're going to win 2-0. Okay, next time we're going to go to some island leagues. We're going to the uh, island of Gibraltar, Nick. <laughs> the fuck? Uh, Nick, uh, last episode, <laughs> Nick Nick didn't know Gibraltar was a peninsula. I've, I've brushed up on my geography since then, boys. I, I'll, I'll have you know. I don't believe that. <laughs> what the fuck is Gibraltar? Where's Gibraltar? <laughs> what? Okay. What are you talking about? Okay, I have been one-upped and usurped, and I am perfectly fine with that. So it's a big rock on the edge of Spain that, that England own. Yeah, oh, really? They, yeah, they yeah. haven't given it back. Why should they? <laughs> Why should they? The Spanish want it. The Moors want it. You want the Ottoman Empire to have free reign outside of the Mediterranean? Come on. I blame our Mr. Duncan Ocean and fucking great. I hear they're still fighting off the Berbers. Fucking history class. I'll go with what was the prediction? Well, here we go. So, first, we're going to go to Hope. We have Mons Kalpa. I don't know how to pronounce their name. Verse Manchester 62. Who until uh, I think seven years ago were just called Manchester United, <laughs> <laughs> and then they changed it. So uh, former Man U response, <laughs> Galpa. Uh, I just like to say, my mate, we've done Gibraltar like quite a quite a number of times in predictions. How many teams could like an area of like twenty kilometers wide have? <laughs> like how many how many football field pitches do they have? Um, they just have there's one, one game a day, players. so I think they've got the one. <laughs> it's like it's like house league soccer. Like the kids show up 15 minutes before <laughs> the guys are still playing on the pitch before them. <laughs> They're warming up, like trying not to like warm up on the field. The linesman's oh, like running, guys, guys, move. Right, Great. you have to beg someone's parent to be the linesman. <laughs> <laughs> the brothers, the brothers and sisters, are uh, on the field with the flag team doesn't show up with enough players so you have to borrow players from the game before yeah, you have the to borrow the plays <laughs> anyways um anyways i didn't give it to the uh manchester uh city group last time out so i will this time manchester 62 will beat mons calpe 2 nil uh 2 2 high scoring yeah I'm going to say that uh, Manchester 62 is going to win a 1-0 off a penalty by star midfielder Bruce Fernandez. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of of two minds on this because I, I like Mons Kalpa, but having to bring the nets and set them up as the home team, that could <laughs> be a disadvantage for them. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say they're going to win, but only by one. Only one nil. <laughs> uh, we're going to stick to Gibraltar. This is the game this, after? This or is before? another game. This is the game. That was the Friday game. This is the Saturday game. Okay, okay. We got the Magpies playing Europa Point. Uh, I couldn't confirm that this Magpies was named after Newcastle. Uh, 
all I could see was that they were named in a pub. <laughs> but I, I don't know why they're named. I'm just going to assume it's Newcastle. So, Hope, what do you think? Uh, they're probably not named after the bird or Newcastle. They're probably just named after literal pies from that pub that they call Mag Pies. Um, based on that alone, 3-0 for the Mag Pies. A pound 50 each on Tuesdays. Uh, Magpies versus Europa League point. Uh, Europa League. Uh, yeah, I'll go 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I'm going to say that uh, Europa is not playing on Thursday, so they're going to be off their game, so the Magpies are going to take this 1-0. Very low-scoring <laughs> affairs in Gibraltar this weekend. Uh, I beg to differ. Um Newcastle's last trophy that they won was the Intercities Fair Cup, which is the forerunner. I think something like that. Intercities. It's it's the forerunner to the UEFA League and Europa League. Uh, they actually beat it's one of the teams we predict quite a few times, Ujpest. I don't know how they're pronounced, but the Hungarian team. Ujpest. Ujpest. I think they're going to win 10 nil. Jesus Christ. Wait, so New, wow. Newcastle's last trophy predates like real trophies? That's wild. No. Well, no. <laughs> Into Total Cup, no? Yeah, it doesn't count. Well, you got more than Everton, so fucking take it. <laughs> That's true. I'll, I'll say it. We got two, two European trophies. Uh, so go. we're even with Nottingham Forest. England doesn't have the only big teams. You know, you could say that Glasgow has two big teams, one of them being Celtic. Not doing that so well, but let me ask you this. Is Bloemfontein Celtic doing any better? They're taking on Meritsburg United in South Africa. Wait, you said a Scottish team versus a South African team? No, it's a South African team named Celtic. Oh. (laughs) From Bloemfontein. I believe that's near Lesotho. Who are they playing? Lesotho. Playing Meritsburg. United. Uh, that's got a nil-nil written all over that shit. Yeah, I was going to say, because it's South Africa, everything is equal and all things are are fine, so it's going to be nil-nil. I don't know what to read into that. All things are equal in South Africa. I'm going to assume that Lee Griffiths plays for Blomfontein Celtic, uh, <laughs> and he's going to score twice and lead that team to a 2-0 victory. Uh, I'm going to say nil-nil as well. Why not? I'll just jump in there. Well, can I, how many nil-nils are done with there? <laughs> I mean, these are all big clubs, right? So these games are all going to be duds. Uh, yeah, and, and now we're going to go to our biggest, our, our littlest big club uh, because it's hard to find these teams when so many leagues aren't going ahead. There's so many that I wish I could have included, just were not able to. Uh, so we're going to go back to Malta. <laughs> Another favorite of our, these random predictions. Uh, and the familiar team, Hamroon Spartans, they're going to take on Hibernians. <laughs> so this isn't Hibernian, the team from Edinburgh. This is Hibernians of Malta. Hmm. See, the question is, we're... which team's stronger, the Hibernians of Scotland or the Hibernians of Malta? You never know. <laughs> I'll say a match gets abandoned. One of them gets a whole COVID outbreak. I'm just going to write COVID. Hey, <laughs> I saw it on the XL thing. If I get it right, I get five points. What? Who the, who the hell put that on the, the thing? Someone put it. They said a penalty, but you if you get it right, you get five. I don't know. Yeah, I bonus it. points will be awarded at the discretion of the commissioner, which uh, is Adrian. Yeah. So yeah. I'll give you, if you get it right, you get three points. I'll take the uh, five for the uh, COVID outbreak. I support that. I support. I support this hedging. Yeah. Uh, I'm also gonna take his five, but not for the COVID prediction. Uh, I'm gonna say Hamroon Spartans win five nil. Oh. I'm gonna go with Hibernians. Two one. One one. (laughs) That's my prediction. Okay. Now we're going to move on to the Premier League. Um, 
Nick, earlier you said you would like to see Danny Ings back in a Liverpool shirt. How would yeah. you like to see – what would you like to see him do against Sheffield United this weekend? Oh, you know, the sad thing is, I think Southampton have lost like eight in a row. They're in the worst form right now. And uh, it's, uh, it's so sad seeing what's going on with Southampton. But they will prevail. And I think Danny Ings and Takanumi Minamino, they're going to uh, find their form back. I think Southampton 3-0. Oh, wait, are they playing at St. Mary's or uh, that shithole in Sheffield? Bramall Lane? Is it still called that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is. The Steel, the Steel City, that's what you call it. The fucking Hamilton of the fucking England. <laughs> no offense. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, three 0 Sheffield is shit. They got too many injuries. Ings, Minamino, and I'll go with the Ward Prowse free kick. Three 0 oh. uh, I just think it's a Southampton one 0 Uh I'm gonna say. Yeah, I didn't realize Southampton were in such bad form. I mean, and, they uh, drew against Chelsea. <laughs> I do. I, I, I want to see Ralph Hasenhutl stick around. So I'm going to say that they're uh, also they're going to get off the schneid and they're going to pull it out a 2-0. 2-0 win. Now, I'm not sure Sheffield's going to be able to hit them for nine. I don't think that's going to happen again. Um, nor do I think... Sheffield will win. So I'm also going to say 1-0. No, I'm going to well, say 2-0. Yeah, you you gonna... cut out there. You're saying Sheffield? No, I'm saying Southampton 2-0. No. Oh, good man. I think Vestergaard will get two, and then he'll get a third disallowed. See, where Nick was driving to was actually right outside your house uh, before the Sheffield prediction to make sure. <laughs> make sure it went down the way you wanted. Oh, uh, okay. We got a big one next. We got a hot one. It's the return of Sam Allardyce. Those wounds of the 2008 sacking have not healed. Allardyce wants revenge with West Brom coming to Newcastle. Is he going to get it? Oh, shit. That's a tough one. Are they, where are they playing? They're playing at the Hawthorns. I think uh, Battle no, of the no. Birds. Nil nil. Four five one versus five four one. <laughs> we'll be lucky. Actually, you know what? I don't want to say it, but I think West Brom are going to steal it. Actually, because no Callum, no Zayn uh, Bope, no Almiron, mm-hmm. and I think West Brom. I think that Pereira guy. I, I already think he's going to do one moment of magic. That's what it's going to take from him. I think it's going to be a one nil. Yeah, I think West Brom. I hate All to right. say. It. I just can't see any with that dipshit up front. I just can't see you guys scoring, and you got too many injuries at the back as well. Which dipshit? <laughs> Joe Linton oh, or yeah. Joe Joe Linton? Yeah, Joe, big Joe Linton. Which dipshit? I don't. Um, that might be the title of the podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, sorry, no, I have no faith in Newcastle either. Uh, West Brom are gonna score two goals, probably Pereira and Gallagher. Um, maybe Andy Carroll will get a goal, <laughs> probably not. Two no, think he actually score at West Brom uh, eight years ago for Liverpool. I remember he, uh, but the thing is, Louis Suarez has given the ball, nice to Caden. You know what. That's changed my mind. Two, one. <laughs> I think you guys are convincing me that Newcastle is going to come out of this with a result. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. Maybe is Fabian Schar playing? No, he's hurt, eh? He's injured. I'm going to assume that everyone's injured, except for Joe Willock. And I think Joe Willock is going to score a goal. And he's going to score the only goal of the game in what will be a 1-0 victory for Newcastle. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a nil-nil. Uh, and lastly, we have Liverpool versus Fulham. And Nick, I'll go to you first. Are Liverpool Flamang going to win? <laughs> okay. I'm so that. proud. That's not good at all, but thank you. Thank you. You're supposed to be this improv.
king, and that's the best. Is come up is with for it. me no going to score? Yeah, stretching it. Uh, wait, wait, Fulham? We're playing Fulham. Who, who are we playing against? You you are Fulham going to Craven Cottage. Oh no, oh, no that's Anfield. They're, they're Never coming, mind. Fulham are full going to Anfield. Ooh, two-one uh, Liverpool. That's uh, our front three not firing. Our defense is all over the fucking place. I was gonna say you guys don't trust them to keep a clean sheet. No, I think uh, Adrian's gonna play as well again. So uh, Allison need let Allison take as much time of it off. I don't mind that. And uh, that that Irish keeper, he's injured. So uh, dipshits in the goal again. So uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be two one. Yo, Fulham are fighting for their lives. They're gonna be up for this game. Mm. That's uh, we're gonna be up for it too. But they're gonna work even harder. The one who scares me on that team is Lookman. He uh, he worries me. Lookman and that other who's that other guy? Loftus Cheeks finding his form. Loftus Cheeks been great since yeah. since the Manchester United game. Look, uh, Loftus Cheeks been great. I know yeah. um, Lasa- or Nick Lasako has been dreaming of every uh, Josh Major. Every time Fulham play, you'd think Josh Major were Lionel Messi coming to Fulham, but um, I love I, me some Josh Major, man. Uh, what is he a friend of yours? I, I don't get it. I almost would, watched the entire Palace Fulham game. Just yeah. to see Josh Major, but I, I lasted twenty minutes, and then I was like, I just can't. I Who is just he though? Cannot. What's your why, why you like him so? He's much? from he's from Sunderland till I die, and he was on oh. Sunderland when they got relegated, and then they had to sell him to Bordeaux for like one point eight seven million pounds. Uh, and we talked about it on a previous episode, but Hope brought up the point that he was like laughing uh during his interviews when they were asking him in the documentary what's going to happen and whether or not he wants to stay and it was just very good very it was just very funny and then he went into obscurity for a while and now he's back now he's in the prem and it's just kind of interesting how it's like a netflix character come to life on our tv (laughs) on the zone now he just switched streaming services on us it's great that's hilarious netflix to the zone hey it'll be back at sunderland because they just got that fucking billionaire kid don't they Mm. (laughs) That Dreyfus, he's got that fucking like French Bond villain name, eh? <laughs> it's like Kirill something Dreyfus. So, uh, mm-hmm. hey, is Dave happy about that? Uh, I think he's got to see something before he's going to be happy. He's just sort of like generally like they're they're useless. I don't know why I'm watching. Hey, <laughs> so you know you know they... what's funny. You know what's funny about that, Adrian? Uh, um, to get the funds, he had to ask his mama for the the money because it's in a trust fund from his from his. Uh, deceased father so uh, but he did manage to get the money so just saying you know something that might be back up in the championship i mean i'd criticize but that's the dream isn't it uh, <laughs> yeah, well, hey mom can i buy a football club <laughs> yeah go on son enjoy right, fine but third division or lower <laughs> you gotta start small son <laughs> You can only buy one of the fake big clubs that <laughs> we have. Mom, we can we get? Can we buy Chelsea? We have Chelsea at home. And it's <laughs> <laughs> was he it asked, Chelsea in our predictions? He asked for oh a nice, God. affordable kitten. Instead, he got. A oh wait, are cat. Sunderland the Black Cats? Yeah, they're yeah. the Black Cats. Ah, whatever. We can cut that joke out because it didn't work. But <laughs> yeah, what I will cut, say cut is that I out, think too. Liverpool and Fulham are going to draw two two. Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised. I think yeah. Fulham work really hard right now. I think they're working yeah. really hard. They're a tough team. That three four three thing. I saw it as I saw when you guys played them. You guys yeah. were having a bit. They do it with every at Everton. They beat them two 0 They're a tough. They went to Leicester and beat them two 0 I don't think team. they've lost in their last like four or five games. I don't think they've won many of them, but I think they have like two out of three. Two out of three of those, or sorry, two out of five of those are wins. The rest are draws. It's the performance that worries me. That's why these you can't uh, lost his cheek uh, cutting in. He's a he's a problem. I've never seen a guy. What is he? Like six foot four? He's, he's massive. He's six four. Yeah, yeah runs like agile. runs like nothing. Yeah, he's, he's pretty fast. He's got good balance and everything. Composure. Yeah, it's his a, thing was uh, he tore his Achilles in Sorry's last season. I've said this many times, but he tore his Achilles in Sorry's last season, playing in an exhibition in America in the middle of the season in like March. Uh, oh, yes, I remember uh, that. Yeah, so yeah. it was a ridiculous. Anyway, it was sorry. Before the Europa League final, right? Was that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right before. Yeah. You got to keep yeah. those sponsors happy, right? In America. I suppose so. It costs an Achilles. Achilles, eh? At such a young age. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, I feel like I say this every week, but uh, Liverpool at some point needs to come out of their funk. And I feel like this game against Fulham uh, is going to be the game they do that. Uh, throughout this whole conversation, Nick Gill has been steadily disappearing into the darkness. And oh, that is what's going to happen uh, to Fulham throughout the course of the game against Liverpool. Uh, and I think that uh, uh, <laughs> Liverpool uh, is going to, it's going to start off slow, but then they're just going to take it. And it's at the end, it's going to be 4 1 for the Reds. Jesus Christ. You're getting those flashbacks from that 7 0 at uh, Sellers Park, eh? Oh, yeah. When we, after that, we won one in out of like nine. Hey, by the way, when is Zaha coming back? I mean, Jesus. This weekend, apparently. This weekend, apparently. Yeah. Really? Oh, shit. Finally. Oh, my God. Okay, I miss that guy. I know. Listen, same. just give him a new fucking contract. I don't give a shit. Just pay him. Pay him what he wants. <laughs> God, I miss that motherfucker. So, Zaha Benteke. Oh, we all do, man. Eze is doing alright as well Anyway boys Hell of a podcast I'm going to put Fulham Winning 2-1 Hell of a podcast Why are Fulham going to win? Explain Justify your bullshit uh, Not bullshit Just you know Pure pure gut instinct Adrian's trying to win Sometimes you just know I don't know what's a better way to close the podcast Than sometimes You just know <laughs> And you know that you can find this podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever good podcasts are sold. And I guess you could say it's time for us to flamingo. Thanks for listening to Soccer Group Chat. I stole Adrian's joke.